I was totally prepared for this, so um, as you can see. If you'd like to turn to Matthew chapter 5, uh, we'll be reading verses 13 to 16. That's Matthew 5, verses 13 to 16. I'll be reading from the 2011 NIV. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. And may God bless this word. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? School has restarted for some of you. I can feel the excitement. No? Some of you are doing summer course in uni, I know, and it's about to, I think, go into the exam period, right? Or some of you are enjoying your last bit of your holiday, like me? No, I've, I've been working through and I really want to have a holiday already. I, I miss my holiday already. Uh, Margie and I bought some bodyboards for the kids, and we enjoyed the beach before Christmas in early December. Do you sometimes feel like when you're close to the nature, you're a tiny little bit closer to God? Do you feel like that? Or sometimes when, you, when, you, when you're by the waters, you sort of you, you feel like closer to God. Um, I think it's God's amazing creation that fascinates me, that fascinates you. It makes you wonder, God is so big, I am so small, but God still loves you. He loves you so much that he died for you. He gave you salvation. How wonderful is that? We are 23 days into 2021. Have you already had your 2021 plan out on paper or at least in your brain? How do you follow Jesus? You've got to act fast. January is finishing very soon. It's 1 12th of 2021 gone. Are you ready to do something meaningful for God? Are you ready to serve God, your Father, creator of the universe? Let me suggest something. Try, try this. Go home and write something down. Write it down or type it out, the things that you can do for God, the things that you are able to do for God. You might be writing down one thing, two things, or three things, or more, that you are able to do for God. There must be something that you can do. Maybe speaking to a person, maybe doing something for a friend or family, maybe filling a position at church, that's got to be something that you can do for God. We're looking at the passage of light and salt today. God is calling you to witness him. Imagine that the world is under attack and you're like hidden soldiers waiting to be called for battle. And on the big screen, you see the earth being attacked by the evil one, the evil power. The earth is falling away. People are suffering. 
people are crying, and then you hear a powerful voice. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more, so that when they needed us, we could fight the battles that they could never do. You are the chosen one. You are a soldier fighting this battle for God. We are in the fifth week in the introduction of the Master Life series. It's a wonderful discipleship program that we would like you to join. I really encourage you to join us in this Master Life discipleship course. We are taking registrations on the 14th of February. Register, join us. We do it together. The leadership of the church is doing it. I'm doing it. We walk the journey together, do the discipleship together, hand in hand. 14 February, register. But today's passage is about light and salt. Are you shining for Christ? It's about witnessing. Are you adding taste to the world? Before we proceed, we want to pray. Let us pray. Pray that God will speak to us. Dear Father Lord, we praise you for your power. We give thanks to you for your love. Let us read your word, let us see your words, understand your words with our hearts. And let us action what you have asked us to do. Teach us, Lord. Lead us. Guide us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The world is beautiful, isn't it? Because it's designed and engineered by God. When I was doing engineering at uni, I was always fascinated by how the earth works and how nature is put together. When I was about 15 years old, that's 23 years ago, I will never forget this, I was involved in a church camp, a youth camp, and one night, it was a very warm and clear night, all my friends, you know, the fellowship um, and our leaders, we went up to a top of a, a small hill, and on that small hill, there's a basketball court, and we just lie down, we just chatted together, we just looked at the sky, it's a very clear and beautiful sky. The sky was full of stars, it was marvelous. And then our leader reminded me, reminded us, I will never forget, Psalms 8, 3 to 4. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? The stars are bright and clear and pretty because there was nothing else but darkness. In darkness, we see the stars bright and pretty of the sky. When the things of the earth grow strangely dim, we turn even more to his light and glory. It's like as my eyesight grows dim, my wife turns prettier. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just joking. Maybe it's the other way around. You shine, you shine, and I'm blinded by your glory reflected from God through you. Maybe it's that. So there's this contrast between 
light and darkness. But you see, when darkness grows, light becomes more powerful, doesn't it? Or when light shines brighter, the shadow grows darker. The world is decaying. First John chapter 2, 17 says, The world is fading away along with everything that people crave. Not only the earth will fade away, the things that we crave, the things that we want on the earth will also fade away. The world is decaying. When you draw a graph, it's a downward slope. But if you draw a graph for us Christians as God's soldiers, we are coming up. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will not pass away. That is why you shine, because you have salvation. You have God in your heart. You are regenerated. You can't not shine. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. The passage we read today is saying that you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. It's not an option for you to be or not to be. It's not talking about the lights here where we can switch it on and off. We're talking about the the light that God created. Let there be light, the light. You are the light of the earth, of the world. Jesus is saying, you are light and you will shine. But one thing that you would be tempted to do is to cover the light. But it doesn't make sense, doesn't it? We put lights here to shine. We don't put lights here and put it under the basket. You can't stop shining, but you can hide yourself. Bearing fruit is not a choice. Jesus knows that he was going back to be with the Father. Before Jesus went back to be with the Father, he said, I am no longer in the world, but you are in the world. And Jesus prayed for you. Jesus prayed for us. They are in the world. While I was with them, I have guarded them. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one. God has sent you into the world to be light, to be salt. You see, if you remain in Christ, you will bear fruit and you will shine for Christ. You are light because Jesus is in you. Christ himself is light. We shine because Christ shines in us. It's almost like he is the sun and we are the moon. We reflect upon him. Bearing fruit is not a choice, it's a phenomenon. If a plant is receiving the right water and nutrients, it will bear fruit. It can't not bear fruit. If you have Christ, you will bear fruit. John 15, 8 says, This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. If you follow Jesus, you will bear fruit, you will shine, and you will show yourself to be Christ's disciple. So there is no excuse. If you think that you are shy, you are introverted, 
witnessing to other people, talking to other people, is, the, is only for the outgoing people. Um, you may think that you are not talkative enough. You may think that you don't have time. But these are excuses, aren't they? There are three things that you can do to witness Jesus. First is to witness God by your words. You can witness God by your words. Shine for Jesus by proclaiming his grace and his power. Your tongue is a small member, but it is very powerful. Your tongue can be a blessing to a lot of people, or it can be poisonous. Use your words to boast of great things of God. Amongst Christians, we come to church, we have fellowship, we can share positively using words. Say loving and encouraging words. Express your care by telling your friends how much you miss them. Ask them caring questions. Pray for each other. Through the loving of each other, people will see that you are Jesus' disciples, witnessing through your fellowship and overspill your love to people outside of the church. Outside of the church, go and tell your friends how great is our God. There are a lot of things that you can share with your friends. You see, quite often you can share God's blessings through simple, caring words. Say things that benefit other people. Show the kindness that you have received in God. Be generous in positive and encouraging words to other people. Tell people about your life. Tell people the life that you have received from God. Share with them God's grace and salvation. Establish your credibility as a faithful Christian. When there's an opportunity, it doesn't have to be big. It can be a small opportunity. You can also share God's love with your friends. It doesn't have to be public speaking. It can be a normal conversation with your friend. One example is I got permission from my wife, Margie, to share this. One high school student came in the medical center and, and she doesn't want to speak at all. She closed herself and she's seeking help from the doctor or the parent is seeking help for her from the doctor, um, Margaret. So she came in and she refused to say a single word. Margaret was wondering why, but that's okay. She kept talking to her and at one point, she, Margaret asked this high school girl, it's okay that you don't want to speak up for now. I love you, but I'm only here for so much hours, nine to five as a doctor, but God will be here for you 24-7. God will receive you with joy. You will have joy from God. God will give you a, a hug, a big hug. And then the girl bursted out, crying. And then from there on, she opened up. Such a simple thing that you can do in your life with your friends. Look at the opportunities that you can share. I can also share God's love. Maybe ask them, oh, what, what is one thing that I always want to, I also like to ask is, what is one thing that I can pray for you? Ask your friends. They will be, you'll be fascinated about how how open they would be. Okay, cool, yeah, pray for me. I, I, I'm worried about my assignment. Pray for my assignment and then pray for them. And then come back and say to them, I prayed for you. And then you have this connection. As a Christian, they know that you're a Christian. 
shine for God. Second thing that you can witness God is using your hands. Yes, the world is decaying, but do not decay with the world. You are in the world, but not of the world. Start from the church. Are you witnessing God through your actions? God would love to see your passion in him. Don't be lukewarm. Be, be, be fans of Christ. Fan the, the gifts from God into flames. Burn for him. What is your gift? Even if you think it's a small gift, God will use you. God will use you so long as you're willing to hand over your gift or God's gift, the gift that originally received from God. God, here is my five loaves of barley bread and two fish. God will use it. God will multiply it beyond your imagination. Witness God through your hands. Serve God. Ecclesiastes 9.10 Whatever your hands find to do, do it with might. And then bring that outside of church. What do you do to your friends, with your friends, for your friends, outside the church? How do you contribute to the kingdom of God? There must be something that you can offer as a faithful Christian to this world because God has given you a lot of gifts. If you hold on to this gift and not use them, then you're putting your lamb under the basket. You're wasting what God has given you. And then finally, apart from your words, from using your hands, witness God through your heart. Proverbs 21.2, every man, every way of a man is right in his own heart. Sorry, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. I have a friend, he is 50 years old, 20 years ago. He's not eloquent at all. Let's call him uncle for now. And uncle's strength is not in his mouth, um, but he has a lot of gifts in his hands. He can build things. He can repair things. And... You know, 20 years ago, I was attending a church in Sydney, and it's a, it's, it's a Chinese church. We don't have our own property. We hired a place. So imagine everything here, the chairs, the stands, speakers, projectors, have to be set up every time, have to be moved from our church office 10 minutes away. Some of them are stored at brothers and sisters' place. And we all come and serve God by setting up the whole church, and after, the, after the, the worship, we have to tear it down because it's a, it's a basketball court. It's a, it's a hall. And uncle, he, he's not eloquent, but he's faithful. He comes every week, although he's not rostered. He knows that he can do something for God. You can see him every week doing what he can. He's not technical. He doesn't know all the PA stuff, but he can move. He, can, he has stamina. He has power. He can move chairs. And then one time he also stood up, although he's not eloquent, you can see he's not eloquent, he stood up at a, um, at a, at a, at a witnessing Sunday. He witnessed his testimony. Uncle would just work diligently and quietly, and he's humble and friendly to others. Not only that he's sharing using his words, He's 
also witnessing God using his hands, and he's also showing, at least me, 20 years later, I still remember, through his heart. How about you? How can you contribute? How do you witness God? There are different ways that you can shine for God. Be encouraged. Be encouraged by God's words. Offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And starting with the people around you, your family, your church, your friends, you can shine for God. You are also the salt of the earth. Have you noticed a common characteristic? It's influence. Salt and light, they influence the world. Are you influencing the the world? There are a few characteristics of salt. Salt adds taste. If you're salt, you add taste to the world. The world becomes tasteful because of you. The world is filled with meaninglessness. People assume that they've found purpose. They, they think they found purpose. But those are only temporary purposes. Your life, the actions you have in, and the things that you say would give meaning to meaninglessness. You can add purpose to purposelessness. When people see you, they see joy and purpose, the eternal value. Next time when you see your friends, add some salt to their lives. And they'll be amazed at the love and joy and kindness that you show. Salt also stings. If you put salt on wounds, it stings. It, make, it makes people realize that something is wrong. They might not know. But when you, when you add salt, when you put your finger with paper cut into, into seawater, you know, oh, I, I've got a wound. When there's corruption in the world, be salt, infiltrate the corruption. Don't be corrupted, but be in the world, not off the world. Purify the corruption from inside out because you are salt. People won't like it at first, but you will make them realize one day that they are injured. Salt preserves, it kills bacteria, it stops decay. When the world is decaying, you are sold. You come out and wrap yourself around your friend, trying to save them from erosion, through salvation from Christ. Convert them to turn to Jesus. Salt makes people thirst. Thirst for the living water. It makes them thirst for truth. It makes them desire the word of God. It makes people seek Christ. When your life is seen by your friends, do they wonder why you are so joyful? Why are you so happy? Because they see Christ in your life? Infiltrate the corruption, permeate the the erosion, and attack them from inside out. You were saved. You are part of the fine. You are part of Christ's family. You stay in fellowship with Christ and you'll be empowered to witness him. If you're covering your light, take the cover off. Do not waste 
the light that shines from you. It's very easy for you to be tempted to hide under the cover. Especially in the fallen world, it's easy to conform to this world. The world is like a broken mirror. You look into the broken mirror, trying to find your true self through this broken mirror. And you change your face, change yourself to look good in the broken mirror. But Christ shines in your heart. Your eyes are opened. You realize that you too are broken. Be, don't be a broken mirror for the world. Reflect the light from Christ. Fan into flame the gift of God. For God gave you a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling. 1 Timothy 1, 7 through 8. Do you get it? Let, let's dig a little bit deeper. If you think about it, it's, if I can lay it out for you, it's four steps. Number one is the chaos. The chaos is the world is decaying. The, world, the earth and the world will fade away. Not only that, morality is dropping. The world is going into more chaos. If I remind myself of my engineering years, it's, it's the second law of thermodynamics. If you isolate a system without touching it, energy is preserved, that's the first law, but the second law is if you isolate a system, it will become more and more random. It will become more and more disorderly, like your room. If you don't put energy in it, it will just fall away. Like the world, if the world is an isolated system and we don't put energy in it, it will fall away, and it is falling away. But God is asking us to not be in the world. It's getting worse. Physically, it's getting, wor it's getting worse. Wars around the world, political unstableness, terrorism, earthquakes, diseases, pandemic. And morally, it's getting worse. Impurity, idolatry, hatred, selfishness, envy, sexual immorality, ambition, jealousy. The fact is the world is fading away. Second step is the plan. God has a plan. There is a plan for you. Think, what has Christ done for you? Christ has saved you from the power of sin. When you were in darkness, Christ has shown you light, which is himself. There was a hole in your heart, but Christ has sufficiently filled that hole. Christ has died for our sins, and he has cleansed us from sins, and he has adopted you as a dear child of God. You have secure hope in heaven. Jesus has accomplished that for you, and now Jesus has left you with a responsibility with a mission, with instructions to go out and do the same. Shine for me, shine for the world. Be light, be salt, sting people, make people thirst for Christ. Stand firm, do not be afraid, be courageous. 
be a trusting body as a unified church, fellowship in him, be soldiers for Christ, fight the battle, be his disciple. And then number three, step three, is the hurdle. There is a problem, the hurdle that we have to overcome. And that problem is we are so prone to not using our gift. We are so tempted to cover, our, cover up our lights. You're passionate when you go to church, but you are the opposite when you are not at church. The problem is that we are not diligent sometimes with the gifts that God gave us. You're hiding the 10 minutes given by God and laying them away in a handkerchief, not doing anything with it. Are you? When God comes back, do you say to God, here you go, Father, here is your 10 minutes back to you. You gave me 10, here is back returning to you. Nothing has changed. Or are we investing the, the gifts that God has given to you and we are multiplying, bearing fruit. And when God comes to you, you can say to Father, God, here is my fruit. Tell me, God, I am your faithful child. And then last step is the victory. The victory of God. The victory is here. The victory will happen. Verse 16 of our passage today, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father. Do you want to be part of the victory? It will happen, but do you want to be a bigger part of the victory? Overcome the danger, the temptation of, of not using your gifts. Overcome the, the, the temptation of, of putting your light under the basket because you don't shine for yourself, but you shine for the glory of God. If you have that close to your heart, if you remain in Christ, if you stand firm and be courageous, God has given you a lot of talents, skills, gifts. Even if you think they ask more, God will greatly use them if you're willing to hand it over to God. You are his witness. Have a good relationship with the Father, bear fruit for him, and go out and witness him. And then say to God, here I am, my Lord. Here is what I have. Here is my five breads and two fish. Use them. Here I am, God. How can you use me? I'm here to glorify you. Take it. Multiply it. If you're willing to do that, God will use you. We ultimately win. If you choose to love the world or the things in the world, the love of the Father is not in you. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of love, of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. God created the world in perfection, but the world is getting darker. We must be light. We have to. We are the light. Let us shine for God. Be brighter, God. Be brighter children. When darkness comes, we shine for God and we ultimately win. Let's pray. We praise you, Father, for who you are. Thank you for your 
salvation. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness. We pray that we can continue to be light and continue to shine for you, Lord. And we continue to pray that we will be sold for you. We influence the world. Use us, Lord. Bless us. Help us. Lead us. Guide us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.